everyone, Siobhan Chapman here, and welcome to the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Today, we're joined by financial advisor Cleo Curry to discuss investing and generational wealth within the Black community. Cleo, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Of course, of course. So perfect. So let's get started. So for Black investors, where does most of their wealth come from? Well, what we found is that there's a common thread that was uncovered in our invest to advance report. And that's that real estate within the black high net worth space is a family value. 57% of black high net worth investors have been taught the value of owning property. And it's a value that carries on into adulthood with nearly six in 10 investing in real estate, income properties or vacation rentals. Primarily, black high net worth investors prefer real estate because it's believed to likely stay ahead of inflation and hold its value. So portfolios of black high net worth investors we surveyed have only 26% roughly allocated to stocks on average versus 41% of overall high net worth investors. So as a result, what we found is that Black investors may be missing crucial opportunities to to fully participate in the stock market. So expanding a little bit on the point that you made, how does investing differ for Black people? Where does this issue most come into play? So for Black people, this, this issue comes to play because there tends to be a lower preference for stock holdings with the tangible assets, which you just spoke about, like real estate, which is something you can touch. Um, this means that Black investors are really building wealth outside of the markets, likely missing out on long-term growth opportunities through diversified portfolios. Um, another thing to touch on is that a higher percentage of real estate exposure does actually present its own risk, such as concentrated position and liquidity risk. So a well-designed portfolio will include investments across asset classes along with duration, which is short, intermediate, and long-term. So, for example, our CIO office recently upgraded emerging market equities to most preferred within this global tactical asset allocation. And real estate is typically a long-term domestic investment. So on the other hand, by investing within the stock market, investors can take advantage of not only shorter-term tactical dynamic investment opportunities, but also it will spread out geographically. So diversification is what we call is a risk management play and that you gain exposure to other areas of the market. And that's an area that I would certainly encourage high net worth investors to consider. And the other thing that we found is is where Black people differ with regards to investing is that this particular uh, segment and prioritizes giving back. Many give generously to charities that support the Black community, but also to religious organizations through tithing. So these are some key things that set them apart. 
So the most important part, you know, when we think about investing is wealth preservation. We want to keep that wealth. So what are some ways that black investors can not only build, but also preserve their wealth to create generational wealth? Yes. So I will say this is one of my favorite areas to touch on because there there's building wealth and then there's preserving it and then there's transitioning it. And so we, we just talked about ways to build it, right? Portfolio diversification across asset classes, but also through uh, geography, but also preserving it. And what you'll find is that typically black high net worth investors don't have a will in place. So we found that approximately 70% of Black Americans do not have a will in place, which means there's not a well-designed estate plan. And estate planning is critical to transitioning generational wealth in a tax-efficient manner. But what's also important is to consider that wealth isn't just about money. And so for Black high net worth investors, it's important to consider with their family and their heirs what wealth actually means for them. And so when these topics of wealth and wealth preservation and generational wealth are being considered, it is key that the family sets a time of sets time aside to have the discussions, not just about the wealth that's been accumulated, but what it means to be a good steward of the wealth and what the family considers to be its mission statement. And so that will be very important when it comes into play with regards to the next generation preserving the wealth building the wealth, and then also passing it on to their next generation. Um, another point that I wanted to note is with regards to generational wealth, particularly in the Black community, is that Black women are becoming head of households at, at an increasing rate. So not only is it important for Black families to consider this, but what is true is that 80% of men die married and 80% of women die single. And so what we're finding is that because the rate of uh, not having an estate plan in place is higher amongst the Black African-American community, that also means that the transition and that wealth is at risk particularly for Black women. And so it's important to understand for women that are not only increasing incomes, but also that means the wealth is increasing. But there's a level of understanding about what it means to have that estate plan in place. So as we dig deeper into talking about investing, it brings up the conversation of having a financial advisor. What should Black investors be looking for in a financial advisor, and how do they go about finding one? It's a very good question, and I find that over my experience, the Black investors need to actually look for the same things in an advisor as many other investors. So some crucial things are trust. 
a, a financial advisor and client relationship is long-term and, and generational in many cases, as in the case with, with a lot of the clients that I've worked with. So you, you typically want to look for someone that you can trust because they will be shepherding forward and supporting you views and opinions and guidance that sometimes may be uncomfortable, especially in times of market volatility where fears and anxiety can be heightened. A qualified financial advisor is going to be the person that the client can trust and look to during these periods to ensure that the plan that they committed to stays on course. And so, you know, trust, I would say, is the most, one of the most important things. But another consideration is to choose an advisor that has credentials, such as a certified financial planner designation. Um, and also, when you're having discussions and you're considering an advisor, you want to look for someone that is transparent with their fee structure, but also their investment philosophy. So those are some key things that not only apply to the black high net worth investor, but for all investors. Now, when we're specifically looking at black investors who are considering working with someone, there is an added level of responsibility of seeking an advisory team that possesses cultural competence, a team that is aware of and values your cultural realities and beliefs. So that when certain conditions happen in your life, you, you are confident that your advisor is meeting you on the same side of the table. I find this to be true, for example, with my team, which is not only intergenerational, but also diverse which is allowing us to serve the diverse needs of our clients. So I just wrap that up by saying you want to most importantly choose someone that you trust and like working with. Look for someone that has additional credentials, that is transparent and has a level of cultural competence, and perhaps is also working with a diverse advisory team. So, Cleo, you spoke about a lot of things during our time together, like the importance of the church that plays a major role within the black community, especially in a financial sense. And this might be a big surprise to a lot of people. But you also spoke about trust, being a good steward of wealth and the creation of a mission statement. Is there anything else that you would like to share or expand on? Sure. So with regards to religious affiliations and particularly tithing, Within the Black community, tithing can be an essential component, almost looked at as a necessary expense from a budget perspective. And it's important when you're working with an advisor and when you're building out your financial plan to include your goals, that the tithing is done in a manner that does not put the financial planning goals at risk. And so that's a key area that we will work with, uh, particularly black high net worth advisors, uh, clients on. But the other thing that I do want to know is, and to go back to an earlier statement that I made with regards to 
high net worth black investors having a lower percentage to to stocks. You know, some of this has to be with the fact and the reality that at various points in time, many black high net worth investors have faced financial exclusions and also um, some some discrimination from financial institutions. And so, for example, going back to the report that I mentioned, what we found is that more than half of high net worth black investors we surveyed say they face discrimination from financial institutions. And perhaps this is as a result why there may be a hesitation in partnering with a financial advisory firm or team and also building that bridge of trust and patience in working with multicultural um, clients and prospects because there needs to be a understanding that there may have been some discrimination that has been faced that also needs to be taken into consideration from advisors. The last thing that I wanted to expand on is going back to the estate planning. One thing that I found in working with clients is that an estate plan, when it is done, is then not carried forward to their advisory team and then not executed in a manner that the estate plan was meant to be executed on. Meaning, if a trust was created and it's meant to be funded, that will include titling changes, perhaps beneficiary changes, and then at times, the individuals that are passing on the wealth have a have a very hard time communicating to heirs what's to be expected of them. And so one thing that I'd recommend is to set an annual meeting with the trusted people that are designated to shepherd that estate plan. And at that annual meeting, it provides a space for all persons included at the table to ask any questions that they may have because, you know, we forget things or we may want to revisit um, certain components of the state plan. But it also allows everyone to revisit what's within the documents and get on the same page. So having a well-designed estate plan is not only crucial from a document creation standpoint and working with a qualified estate attorney, but it's also important to have these conversations with the individuals that will be responsible for carrying forward the wealth. Thank you so much for joining me today, Cleo. This was such an insightful and riveting conversation. You're welcome. Thank you. It's, it's been a pleasure. Of course, thank you so much. Again, today we have been joined by financial advisor Cleo Curry to discuss investing in generational wealth within the black community. UBS Financial Services, Inc. or its affiliates and its employees are not affiliated with any third-party speakers mentioned.
As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreement and disclosures that we provide to you about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review Client Relationship Summary provided at UBS.com forward slash Relationship Summary or ask your UBS Financial Advisor for a copy.